Welcome to the Right Fight Podcast. I'm Kenny Vaughn. I'm here with my wife, Tammy. Hello. Tammy with an I-E, <laughs> in case you're wondering. Like, when I met her, that's what she told me. I was like, hey, what's, I'm Kenny. What's your name? Tammy with an I-E. I don't know why that bothers me so bad. I mean, that's a great way to start the question. Why did you say Tammy with an I-E? I, I mean, don't start know. The question, start the podcast. No, I think I said that whenever you asked me for my telephone number, because I wanted to give you the right spelling of my name. Tammy with an I-E. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, okay, okay, okay. I don't know. It means a lot to me, I guess, because whenever I was first born, they then I was born in a Catholic hospital, and the nuns put my name with a Y, and wow. my dad and my daddy made them change it to an IE. So maybe it goes all the way back to when I was a baby. We're all learning something here. <laughs> Thirty years, I never knew that. Oh, I thought you did. I had no idea. I didn't know your. I had no idea. <laughs> I thought it was just some prissy thing you did that, uh, <laughs> that you know, had to be spelled right, even if I was writing it on a napkin. <clears throat> so, anyway, that's not what the podcast is about. We're, today, we're going to talk about the fear of the Lord. It's a little, um, uh, uh, it's, this is, I get this a lot because, or people asking me, um, well, what about the fear of the Lord? Because in the book, The Right Fight, and in most of what I talk about, I suggest that fear is love's greatest enemy. In other words, if, if, I, if I love, I do what's best for others without regard for myself. But if I fear, I tend to do what's best for me without regard for others. And, you know, of course, all throughout God's Word, it says fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not, all over the place. But... Then it says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom or knowledge. So how do you flush that out? You know, um, and our church has been doing a little series on this, and and uh, we, and I, we just thought, man, that is such a great topic. Let's take it on in the podcast and see what. Um, and we've been chewing on it for a while now, and I have some thoughts on it. And in the end, I don't know that I have a a great final final answer but maybe we maybe talking about it we can shed enough light on it to give us all a little better understanding and if y'all have thoughts you know throw them our way but uh i don't know tammy what like what does that mean to you like what what does it mean to fear the lord do you fear the lord and if you do what does that mean yeah well um you mentioned the scripture that was Proverbs 1-7, saying the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Um, and also another scripture that is so good to me is Psalm 33-8, Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of Him. And so I think that kind of um, maybe explains it how I would the way I would say I fear the Lord, um, I have a feeling of awe or reverence, respect for the Lord um, mixed together with a wonder and a fear of the Lord, if that makes sense. Fear, um, meaning not like the emotion of fear, like you were saying the opposite of love would be fear, um, not that, or the belief that my God is a dangerous God or that he's like up in heaven waiting to punish me for 
my sins or punish me for my mistakes if I mess up or stray for, from His perfect plan for my life. It's not that kind of a fear, but I feel a fear as an awe and a respect for Him and knowing that He absolutely could punish me or, uh, you know, for my sins or for my mistakes if He so desired to. But, I mean, you know, after all, He is the Creator. He can do whatever He pleases, um, His creation. But instead, He shows me love and grace and mercy and forgiveness. And this, in turn, makes me just even have more of an awe and a reverence and more of a fear and a wonder of Him. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. And so... I guess when I hear that, I go, okay, I get, I think I get all of that. But, but then um, I go to another place where I'm thinking, all right, is that the fullness of the fear of the Lord? In other words, is it just the awe and the reverence and the gratefulness? And I'm not saying you're saying this, but that's the question that I kind of ask myself is like, okay, is that, is that the fullness of what he means? And then I go to this place where, okay, imagine that, um, you know, God appeared to me or, or somehow I found myself like n- fully knowingly in his presence. Mm-hmm. And I think there would be a fear beyond even what we're taught, what you just mentioned, we're ta- like just be a just in some sense terrified. Now, because, because we know who he is, you're right. We, we don't have to fear that he desires to crush us. Right. If we don't know who he is, then I would I think it it's just so much more power than we can even fathom yeah. that our how limited and weak we are seems to me would be fully revealed. Not that it would be God's intention, but it's just the truth, you know, like like and, and that that would scare me to to or, or that I would have a, even a more more than just the awe and everything else. I think I would kind of be like, Lord, I sure hope you are who I think you yeah. are. Like <laughs> you I know? would have the trembling fear, I guess. Yeah. Like yeah. that's that wonder and that trembling fear. Right. And so, so when I think about that, and then, and then, you know, when the angel appears to someone in the Bible more than once. Yeah. The first thing the angel would say, and this isn't even God, this is one of his angels, right? But the first thing the angel would say is, fear not. So why does, so then my thought is, okay, why is that the first thing they say? And I I would think it's the first thing they say because they know you're going to be afraid. Mm -hmm. Why would you be afraid? Because, you know, just imagine that. Like, okay, what am I going to do? You know, I mean, if it's like to me, I think, you know, if an angel appeared to me and if, if the first thing he said wasn't fear not before he got the fear not, I'd be gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, like, where did Kenny go? <laughs> like, all you're going to see is my heels, man, and a stream of dust. I'm out of here. But just, I mean, you just imagine this. And then I think you could take it a step further whenever it says, okay, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So then I, I take it a step further and I say, okay, what what would you have to be to not fear the Lord? 
Well, it's that uh, the next part of that scripture says, "But fools despise wow. wisdom and instruction." That's the next part of that. Yeah. And what? And, and so, what kind of a fool do you have to be? Yeah. Like that, an angel appeared to you, and you weren't terrified. Mm-hmm. Or that if God ever made His presence known to you in His fullness, that you wouldn't be terrified. And, and the only way that you couldn't be a fool. Or, or, or I guess, and I'm sorry, I'm saying that wrong. The only way that you could be that fool, that foolish, I think, would to would, would be that, that you're your own God. Mm-hmm. That you really, like, you don't just think or maybe kind of suspect, but somehow you have become fully convinced that you are your own God. Mm-hmm. And, and, then, and then from that perspective... I get and the level of pride that that would take. I guess in your first response would be, "Oh, oh, who are you, big guy? Who do you think you are?" Mm-hmm. And that kind of, when I think about that, I think that reminds me of my neighbor, you know, Ted. Mm-hmm. That was kind of his level of pride. In the end, mm-hmm. he was humbled, and hopefully, he found the Lord, you know. But, but that was the kind of things he would say and do. And I would think, but he says and does that because God hadn't made Himself known to him. I mean, I think if God would have appeared. All that would have changed, mm-hmm. but but we have a responsibility to seek the truth. I think in our lives, and God shouldn't have to appear to us, and an angel should not have to appear to us, and doesn't really doesn't have to appear to us for earth us to be able to make a wise decision in knowing that there is a God. Yeah. And that the God that is, is something so big, so magnificent, so much more than we are, that we would fear him. Mm-hmm. And, and, that, and that, that and, and I think God is just telling us, when you get to that place, like if you, if you either don't even go here, like I think a lot of, a lot of times, in, at least in my own life, I kind of just didn't go there. You know, it's like, I don't know if I feared the Lord or I didn't fear the Lord, but I just didn't go there. But but you're a fool for not going there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? At what point are you going to sit down and go, okay, what's my life really about? You know, what, what is all of life really about? What's really going on here? And, and from there, you got to go. The first place you have to go is one of two places. It's either about me and I'm my own God, or there is a God who created me mm-hmm. that is so much bigger and more powerful than me. And so the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. And the beginning of foolishness is a lack of a fear in God and, and, and trust in ourselves. So in, in fearing God, we trust Him. But in trusting in ourselves, we become our own gods. And we lose our fear of God. And we really do become complete and total, like utter Fools. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then what some of the, what I'm reminded of also is what we heard Sunday. Um, Pastor Scott was preaching and how he said that looking at the universe and our creator and just the vastness of our universe and just even the Milky Way galaxy, that should make you feel small. Yeah. You know, that should give you an awe of our creator and, and just really make us realize how small we are. We're not insignificant. He said, 
but we're small and we should we should know that you know we aren't the creator we're his creation yeah. i really liked that that part yeah that was his, a, to me that was like the best part of the whole yeah. message was that was was that you need to come to the reality of how small you yeah. are and if you don't you're you're living a lie and you're a fool mm-hmm. but we don't want to we don't want to own the fact that we're small because we want to think a lot of ourselves and that's the foolishness in us mm-hmm. and but but and we don't we don't imagine like i never would have imagined to me it would have seemed like there was a time in my life it would have seemed like foolishness to me for you to suggest i should embrace that i'm small that would have seemed like foolishness to me and so my approach was to always try to make myself big but after doing that for for too many years what i realized was i was not big i was small and trying to make myself big was making me a fool mm-hmm. And, and it was undermining everything I did and all my relationships. And, and even as an athlete, trying to be great at what I was doing, you know, and, and pretending to be a bunch of things that I really knew I wasn't. The, I guess the the hardest part about trying to pretend you're big is deep down, you know mm-hmm. you're small. Mm-hmm. You know how small you are. That's good. And, and really, without God, we're insignificant. Right. We're small and we're insignificant. Right. But because of God, you're significant. And you're so significant. Like, I'm trying to think, how do I communicate this in a way that people can grasp it? As small as you are, your significance is so enormous that everything you say, everything you think that ultimately results in something you say and you do, the significance of that is so enormous that it impacts the people around you. It's the significance of everything you do and think and and the entirety of your life, like the little things to the big things, everything you think is big that's little and everything you think is little that's actually really big is also significant that Christ went to the cross for your sake because your life was so significant. And so it's hard to, I understand it can be hard to mesh that. But, but what we want to do is make ourselves big because we think we're insignificant. And so when I try to make myself big because I believe the lie that I'm insignificant, I do the opposite of everything God is trying to teach us to do, and I become a fool. And what God wants you to understand is that, is that you're so significant that it's okay that you're small. Yeah. And you don't have to be big. And then, and that in your smallest, in, in your in your smallness is where you find bigness. It's like save your life, you lose it. Let down for His sake, you find it. And so, quit trying to be big. And realize you're significant. You don't have to try to be significant. You are. Period. Like end of story. You're significant. If you think you aren't significant, your problem is not that you feel small. The problem is you believe a lie. And the lie is that you're not significant. You are significant. You're significant not only to the people around you and everyone you interact with all day long every day. You're significant to God himself. And you can't get any bigger than that. Mm -hmm. Right? So we serve an awesome God. Mm -hmm. And so do you. And I think the fear of the Lord is the beginning of the wisdom because 
it means I'm fully aware that I'm not God and he is. And there's plenty to fear, but the beautiful, like the gorgeous thing is that, and at first we just fear him. I know I did, you know, once I, so I went from no fear of anything or pretending like I wasn't afraid of anything. I was scared of everything and not knowing God and then coming to know God and then not just fearing him, but being afraid of him and then coming to understand his love for us, Mm -hmm. who he is and that he is love. And when you understand what his love really is, then you fear him, but you aren't. I think you said that perfectly. Like you fear him, but you're no longer afraid of him. Mm-hmm. So I think if if we were ever in his presence at this point, at least in our lives, I think I'd still be terrified. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I, I would be on my knees. I wouldn't be running. And and there would part, probably be a part of me still hoping and praying that God is who I think he is. Because if mm-hmm. he's not, it's going to be like, <laughs> it's over. Like I was never even there. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean he's just going to squash me. And that's the end of it. But that's not the God we have. Um, we have an awesome God who loves us, and uh, and you don't have to be afraid of him. And I, I want to um, – you got anything I want to add? Because I'm going to close with a story. But what, um, Just what one thing that? that I wanted to add to uh, you saying that we are so significant to God, you know, that he sent Jesus. But I love the scriptures that also – show that in that he, God knows every one of us by name and he knows us so much so that he has numbered the hairs on our head. Like he knows the number of hairs that we have on our head. I just think that's incredible to me that it, that even makes me be more in awe of him. (laughs) Just, I don't know. That was just one thing I thought. That's perfectly said. It's beautiful and amazing God that you serve and, and I think, you know, so much of the world is um, afraid of God. So they so then they make decisions that, re- that they choose not to fear him. And the only way they know how to choose not to fear him is to push him out of their lives. Like, just get God out of everything. Because if he's in it, there's fear, right? Because who wouldn't fear God? But, but if you ever come to know him, you're no longer afraid of him, mm-hmm. and it's the safest place you can be. Yeah. And we need we need more of him. But but I, I want to end with this story just because uh, it's it's, it's kind of related and not completely, but it was it was one I guess the only, not the only, but the most. That's not even the right way to say it. It's like the one time that I felt like there was some presence near me, and and just and because. When I think about the fear of the Lord and I think about what I experienced, um, it's a little different. Um, you know, just the peace that I felt and everything that came with it. But this, I'll tell this quickly. And it was like, there's no way I can do justice in trying to tell you. All you can, you, you're either going to just have to go, you know what? Kenny, Kenny's kind of sound-minded, but he's always sort of a nutbag, you know, <laughs> or, or he's crazy or he's loony or something. Or, or if you trust me, I'm just telling you, it, it, it's as much as I can tell you, this is what happened, okay? So, and it is real as anything I've ever known in my life. It was this real. Um, I was I was in my truck, and I pulled up behind an old baseball field. I don't know if you ever go places like you've been when you were a kid, or maybe you grew up, grew up as a kid around these places, but you haven't been back in a long time. When you go back, it's like just magic you know you kind of you can remember where you were and what you did as a kid and i had some time to kill one afternoon and i and i just was passing this road and i was like that down that road is the old ballpark i used to play in when i was a kid so 
I just turned down this dirt road and drove down to the end. And there was the old ballpark, and no one was there. They still play there, so normally there would be people there. The ballpark is behind my elementary school when I was a kid. And I literally hadn't seen the, I don't have any memory of seeing the playground at the elementary school since I played on it, you know, and, and this was probably six, seven years old. So I have just very spotted memory of there, but it was all wonderful. Like all my memories of the ballpark, I had better memories of. So I was there to see the ballpark and I kind of looked at that and I just parked and I turned my truck off. Windows rolled up. After I was about to leave and I turned around and saw the playground and I just sat there for a second and I started looking like specifically at the different little things on the playground, like the slide, the swing. And there was this little um, triangular shaped thing that had like metal mesh that, that you could climb on and stuff. And I just, I just, I look, as I looked at each one, mem- kind of memories came to me. Like I remember swinging on that swing. Like I could kind of see that again. I remember climbing on that toy. And I, I remember those monkey bars and, and I just, I, I kind of drifted off like unintentionally drifted off I, where I just, I, I, I consciously, I had almost, I wasn't sitting in my truck anymore. I was a little kid playing on that playground fully. I don't know how I'd gone to this place and I wasn't even aware of that. I was just, I was just fully engulfed in my thoughts, you know, and like out of nowhere, something entered my truck. I didn't see anything. I didn't hear anything. I didn't feel anything. But it's as if, if, you know, if, if I, I don't know, man, if a 20 foot giant stepped up behind you and you knew that you knew that you knew it was there, I knew it more than that. And so there was something had come into my truck. And, and so I just froze. So I'm no longer on the playground anymore. I'm fully aware of of something that came into my truck and I'm just frozen. And with it came a peace, not like no fear whatsoever. I couldn't see it. If I could have seen it, probably would have been afraid, you know, but, but a peace that I just, honestly, I know I hear people say this all the time, but I'm like, you know, I don't know how else to say it except beyond your understanding. A peace came with it and a security and, and safety and like, like you, sometimes I think we don't even realize that we have a sense of not feeling safe, even though we feel totally safe. But then there's another place where you like feel complete peace and complete safety. And all of that came at once. And I really don't know if this was like 10 seconds, 15 seconds, 30 seconds. I don't think it was a minute. It was pretty quick, but I just remember I didn't want to breathe. I didn't want to blink. I didn't want to do anything because I was afraid it would leave. And I saw so I just sat there, just frozen, and it just made itself known to me. I don't know if it was an angel. I don't know if it was God. I don't know. I'm just telling you. I, that's, this is all I know. And it made itself known, known to me, and I so didn't want it to leave, and I didn't want to have a thought. For some reason, I had some awareness that if I did anything, it may leave. And, and then it just drifted away, and it was gone. And after that, I thought, is that the presence of the Lord? There was no fear in it whatsoever. That's the point I want to make. I don't want you to be afraid of your God. I want you to know that his love for you, his his security for you, the peace that he has for you is truly beyond understanding. It's like, it's like that was the first time in my life I was like, we are not alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? I could tell you this. I don't know what it was, but I can tell you with 100% certainty, certainty we're not alone. 
We are not alone, and we do not understand fully. We do not fully comprehend what's going on and what's going on around us, and it is amazing. And then for for a long time, I was like, "Lord, what the heck was that? You know, where did that come from?" And how? And so, <laughs> and so, I got to thinking. I was like, you know, I guess maybe, maybe I don't know. This is total speculation, but maybe whenever I when I got lost in my childhood. On that playground, there was some form of pureness there that allowed God to reveal himself to me. Maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe. And so because I thought that, probably a long time after that, I went back and I tried. <laughs> I, like, I like looking at these toys on the playground. I'm like, I'm getting lost in this, man. You know what I mean? Like, and then I, I couldn't, I couldn't make it happen. I couldn't even get myself lost in the playground. And and as foolish as that sounds, and I knew that I couldn't, but I just couldn't help myself. I like I had to go back, you know. What I mean, it's like, is there any way, you know? I didn't need to hear it again. I didn't need to feel it again. I, you know, I know it now. You know what I mean? But but anyway, I, I don't know. Just looking back, I think it was the. I think and I slipped off into a state somewhere there was that just allowed God or God just said, I don't care what state you're in. I'm just gonna make myself known to you real quick. I don't know, but He did. I just want you to know. That's the best that I know of if ever experienced of him, and there was no fear in that. That's for sure. It's incredible. You know? So we serve an awesome God. Amen. And a real God. And he's there whether you sense him or not. Mm-hmm. And just every now and then we get a little sense. And I'm not going to tell this story now. we got another story we need to tell at some point about grace. Mm-hmm. And and it was totally different, not peace. But like that was, we'll tell you the story sometime about our daughter. That was like the greatest miracle I've ever seen in my life. God saving her life. Like, like, I don't even understand that. Like every time we go there, I'm just like, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't believe this. So we're not alone. That's right. We should fear our Lord. If we don't, we're fools. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to be afraid of him. That's good. Right? Anything else? I don't think so. Till next time, trust God's word no matter what. And keep your eyes on the horizon. Thanks for listening to the Right Fight Podcast. Make sure to check out Kenny's book, The Right Fight, for more on how to live a loving life. It's available on their website, shieldsofstrength.com, Audible, and all digital platforms. If you have any questions for the podcast, you can email support at shieldsofstrength.com and put podcast as the subject. And make sure to follow Kenny on Instagram and TikTok at John Kennedy Vaughn. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.